All right. All right. Here we go. Welcome to the eighth episode of Talks with Tay. Here's my guest, eighth guest, who is also a photographer, musician, and an editor. Want to name yourself? Word. My name is Kanu. Uh, happy to be here. It's, you know, it's, I enjoy being on podcasts and, like, you know, having cool conversations with my friends and just, like, you know, I like doing interviews, so like this is this is pretty exciting. Hey, I don't want to speak. So, all right, let's start with how was your day today? How was your day? My day is my day is pretty okay. Um, I kind of had like a you know just being you know working through a couple of things with school. School has been a little stressful, but I mean things are getting better. Um, you know I'm trying to I'm getting acclimated to all my classes, trying to stay on top of my work. Um, so, you know, just trying to, you know, manage my social life, my, you know, school life, you know, and, you know, pretty much just do that thing. Um, but it's cool. My day is pretty all right. That's, um, that's good. I'm sorry. I'm just distracted. I see the soul eater posted behind you. Yeah. All right. My, uh, my roommate's really in the anime. Um, so we got a couple, like our, our living room is kind of like a space where we all just hang posters. Um, so like my roommate, uh, he has a soul, a soul eater flag and like a punk girl thing, bring me the horizon tour thing. Um, like over here, if I can turn a little bit, like, I don't know if you can see it. I, I have a saw, um, a saw poster and like a rock star skateboarding. It's just like a place where we kind of like, you know, express, you know, ourselves in the things that like we like. Right. Have you seen soul eater? I haven't. I personally don't really watch too much anime. Like I'm, I'm not opposed to anime. It's just like something that like there are very few animes that I've like really watched and like gotten into. Um, like I mean, I guess you know I don't know if the Boondocks count, but I've seen every episode of Boondocks mm. front to back. Um, I don't think Avatar, The Last Airbender counts, but you know all that front to back. Um, I watched a little Naruto. It was like okay. Um, I watched a little Attack on Titan. It was okay. Like. I haven't really found anything that piques my interest. I mean, like growing up, I watched like Yu-Gi-Oh and Pokemon. Again, I don't know if those count as animes, but like oh yeah, Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh are animes. Okay, word. yeah, yeah, because yeah, um, it just it's Saturday mornings they dubbed it for us back yeah. in the yeah. So oh, I had the same conversation yesterday. Did you play Yu-Gi-Oh or Pokemon back in the day? Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> funny story. I <laughs> my family would. It's like a tradition we used to go to the flea market in, uh, like you know, suburban Chicago. Gary, Indiana, actually is the town. There's a flea market, and my you know aunt and grandma would take me all the time. And there was this guy who would make uh, counterfeit Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Like they would make like Exodias, like blue eyes, white dragon, like crazy, you know, like you know Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and you could buy them for cheap because like they weren't real. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I had a big deck of cards that was just like loaded you know, just super Yu-Gi-Oh card. And then I moved to the suburbs and all the kids are like, whoa, <laughs> how'd you get this? And, you know, I'm just whooping on all these kids with the card, taking all their decks. Because you know how like you win, you take the cards. So I'm just racking up victories. And then I washed my deck and I ruined all of my cards. And at that point I just gave up. Yeah. So so the other day so the other day I was talking about how I used to take kids' cards playing Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff. And mm -hmm. I thought I thought I was the villain. I was like, "Yo, that's how we play. If you lose, I take one. Your, I take one of your cards." Yeah, I'm like, like yeah. that's how it works. Yeah, it's like, yeah, just be do better in math. I used to cheat though, so that's. I mean, that's it. <laughs> it's like if you, if you cheated mean, too, it's like okay, babe, you cheated too. Yeah, like I had okay. a whole 
deck of fake cards. Like I definitely cheated. <laughs> I was gonna say, did did you not get bullied for having fake cards? Absolutely not. They didn't know they were fake. Only I knew. <laughs> but I had these real expensive, you know, Exodia cards. Like you know, I definitely had fake cards, and they thought they were real. Wait, um, did wait. So wait, you did you trade some of the fake cards for the, for real cards? Oh, I never traded them. Like I would just like. Because, like, the way we played is, like, you know, we played in school and it's, like, if you won, you got to take your opponent's best card or a card of your <laughs> choice from your opponent. So mm-hmm. I was just – I had a fake deck and I was just stealing kids, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh cards because I was beating them with a fake deck, taking all their real good cards. Um, but, I mean, I guess Karma came back. I watched it and they all uh, disappeared. <laughs> so it was fun while I Wow. Oh, so you say you, you, you everyone's part of your time in Chicago. Is that where you're from? Yeah, so I kind of spent like my childhood um, in Chicago. Um, my family's from Gary, Indiana, which is like right outside of Chicago, like 45 minutes. Um, and so my mom just moved from there to Chicago. And uh, that's where I went to elementary school. And that's just where I grew up. That was like the the first like culture I kind of got used to. Um, it was just a, that was my first, you know, introduction to a regional lifestyle i guess um so yeah i i left chicago uh when i was about 10 um to move to maryland but yeah i mean my, most of my childhood was spent in chicago mm. mm-hmm. wow what is that it's so weird to ask mm-hmm. what's, what's, the, what's chicago like i've never been there but i heard rumors I mean, yeah, there's the rumor that, you know, it's it's Chirac, it's like, you know, everybody's shooting, like, you know, it's just murder. I mean, yes, crime is bad. Yes, gang violence is bad. Yes, there are a lot of kids that die of gang violence, whether even gang related or not. You know, they people get hit with stray bullets, you know, stuff happens like that's just the life of that city. But that's the life of a lot of cities. Um, Chicago, is, in my opinion, is one of the most beautiful cities that I've been to. Mm. It's on the lake, um, like downtown. There's just a lot of amazing architecture, a lot of glass buildings and the river. Chicago River runs through the city. And so like it's just a, it's a very unique city where it's like you have a lot of beautiful things to look at, whether it's water, whether it's, you know, buildings, whether it's, you know, there's a lot of good sports, there's a lot, there's a lot of good food in Chicago. Of course, like the, you know, Chicago style pizza, you know, Chicago style hot dogs, like Chicago is just a, it's a really cool city. Like it just has a bad rep. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, and yes, like it's, it's kind of earned it, but at the same time, like where there's bad, there's also a lot of good. So mm-hmm. like you just kind of take it and leave it, you know? Uh, these make. You named a lot of places in Chicago, like mostly water places. That's where you mostly spend your time at when you was younger? Um, not really. I mean, we go into the city every once in a while, but like I lived on the south side, sixty third and Evans. Like I spent most of my time at school in the house. Um, like I wasn't allowed to kind of like explore um mm-hmm. too much just because like it's dangerous. Like it was not common for like it was like a I didn't even process this as a danger thing. Or like if something was wrong, but like it would be oftentimes we'd hear shooting outside and like my mom would just be like, all right, go in the closet. And it was just like, OK, you hear gunshots, go in the closet. Um, and it wasn't like something I was like deathly afraid of or like have this trauma. Uh, it was just like this is just how we live. Um, so my mom was very protective of me while I was in Chicago. Um, we still went out and explored the city together. We still went to like, you know, Cubs and White Sox games and like, we still went, you know, to Lake Michigan and, you know, we still enjoyed the city, but like 
I was very sheltered um, of that part of my life just because, you know, my mom didn't want me to be one of those kids that's on the, you know, the seven o'clock news that got hit by a stray bullet or, you know, like it happens a lot that kids just get hurt uh, for something that they didn't have anything to do with. Hmm. So it's so it's so the person you are today, is it because of your mother? Uh no. Oh. Partial well, yes and no. Partially yes and no. Like I grew up really having to prove and know who I was and like be firm in who I was. Like I was never a kid who was like into what everybody else was doing. Like mm-hmm. growing up, my favorite thing to do was watch ice hockey, play, you know heavy metal music, skateboard, watch skateboarding videos, play like things that like most black kids in the hood are not doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people found it strange or anything. I didn't really care. Like it was something of just me being myself. And like, I got pushback from my mom. I got pushback from my peers, but it's something I just did not care about because like in the end of the day, they're not living my life. Like these are the things that I enjoy and mm-hmm. I know that they're not harming anybody. I know that they're not harming myself. So if they have a problem with it, like, what is, what does that have to do with me? Like, they're free to have their problems, but I'm gonna, you know, enjoy what I like, you know? Yeah. So you say, you, so, you, you say you listen to rock music. Yeah. You yeah. You're, um, you're, you do music, right? Yes. Now, what do you like, like, are you in a band or anything? Yeah. Uh, right now I'm in two mm-hmm. bands. I'm in a band called Gut Check and a band called Razor Tail. Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I have always kind of played music, um, just, you know, here and there, just as fun. But uh, since I moved to Atlanta, like I've been around more serious musicians and had more of my own space to create music. Mm-hmm. Like this room I'm sitting in now, like there's a drum set and a whole bunch of guitars and amps and stuff, because like this is just a space where like we create music. Um, so that's pushed me to, you know, be in more projects. That's pushed me to, uh, you know, elevate my like music you know, it's just pushed me to be a better musician, I guess I can say. So, yeah. What right is I play right now. I play drums and bass. Um, I play drums, gut tech, bass, and razor tail. Um, I just kind of started playing bass a couple months ago, mm-hmm. but I've been playing drums for a couple years, like on and off since like middle school. Um, but like I've I've wanted to branch out and try other instruments. Um, and eventually like kind of be able to play. You know, guitar, bass, drums, keys. I want to be able to do everything. Uh, like music has been one of my passions uh, since I was a kid. Um, so I definitely want to keep doing that. Isn't oh, isn't it kind of hard to learn how to play two different? I mean, cause I heard it was taught playing two different instruments at the same mm-hmm. time. Because like percussions, it's just about rhythm, like left, right, left, right, up. That's right. That's snare. I, I never played the drum set I mean, before. Yeah, no. That applies to like, yeah, like, you know, rudiments and things like that. They apply to like drums, like, you know, your typical, you know, left, right, right, right. You know, your those kind of things like that. That stuff like applies to your, you know, kid drums too. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. So then that means now you got to learn how to play. Now you got to learn how to read notes and stuff on bass, which is like. Uh- Kind of like not necessarily like honestly, I feel like for a musician, like bass is an easy instrument to move anywhere else in like a traditional band sense because like it has like the elements of a guitar where there's strings and there's frets, but it's a rhythm instrument um, mm-hmm. because like 
pretty much all you're doing on a bass is following the rhythm of the music. Mm-hmm. Like the drums and bass work together to create the rhythm and the guitars like, you know, create, I guess, the melody. Mm-hmm. So um, it's kind of like a, the best of both worlds. So like if you wanted to learn guitar, I'd recommend learning bass first, but like vice versa, like if you wanted to move to drums to guitar, I'd recommend moving the drums to bass or if you wanted to do percussion i mean yeah learning bass is great and then move the drums like it's all rhythm but it has a little bit of that melody to it so it's like a good in between of all the you know of the instruments in a band well so okay so okay let me get this straight hey wait what what major are you in college i'm a a psych major um when i was a freshman i was going to be pre i was pre c-tems but then i Mm -hmm. realized like i mean i love film and movies and things like that but i don't love it that much that I'm willing mm. to, you know, make that my undergrad major. Like I realized how much money I was spending to go to the school mm-hmm. and I wanted my degree to be worth a little bit more. Not saying that film majors, their degrees aren't worth anything, but like, I really want to go into an industry where I know I can make money out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, and psychology is like mental health is something that's very important in you know today's climate and our country. Like there's so many tragic events that happen every day day that we're made aware of because we're very close to our phone and that takes a toll on our mental health so like that's the field that's in demand it's something that i'm interested in so i became a psych major um and yeah that's what that's how i'm here yeah what do you do to cope with your mental health um music has been a really big thing uh throughout you know with my mental health like the kind of music i listen to is like very expressive like Mm -hmm. i feel like a lot of mainstream music and not even to take away from that but like is more catered to a mass mm-hmm. so it's less intimate in terms of like its lyrical value like i feel like you could relate more with the smaller artist that's simply expressing what's on their chest than an artist who's trying to reach a lot of people if that makes any sense yeah so like, i've definitely music has definitely been a big thing with my mental health honestly just being around good people like i feel like who like there's a phrase saying like you are the people who you surround yourself with and that's a really big thing like when i know i'm going through depression or i'm feeling some type of way i i need to surround myself with positive people i need to be around laughter i need to be around goodness so that that energy comes on to me um Mm -hmm. so yeah being around people playing music um just kind of going out eating food like just enjoying the simple things in life definitely helps me with my mental health um and hopefully like with my field i can help other people, you know, find their, you know, find their coping mechanism. Um, whether it's music, whether it's food, um, whether it's cutting grass, whether it's staring at the sun, like I just want to help, you know, our generation, the next generation, um, you know, find their coping mechanisms and, you know, tackle their mental health issues. Oh, so, okay, so you use psychology majors to help others other than how to pro- provide for others. What okay. Yeah, so well, f- for example, yeah. like I'm, I'm a psychology major too, but oh. I got out of that healthcare version of it. Okay. I want to get into marketing, so I can okay. I can sell things to people and what they need, what they needs, and oh no, oh they can't see it, what they need and stuff. Okay. So that's what that's what I mean by how you want to help people other than provide things for people. Oh yeah, I kind of understand that, like. Yeah, my outlook on psychology, like I've definitely considered like going into like, you know, corporate psychology and like the business aspect of psychology, because like, 
yeah, there are a lot of businesses and corporations in the world that need, you know, that kind of work. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, I definitely want to focus on more of like the healthcare side of like therapy, even becoming a psychiatrist is something that's like really become one of my goals recently. Um, mm-hmm. Is like, you know, if I'm going to school, like I might as well get, I might as well go all the way, become a doctor and be able to not only talk to, you know, the next generation and help them out with their issues, but, you know, provide them the resources that they need to actually uh, chemically uh, fight those issues, if that makes sense. Mm. So. Do you join any like uh, mental health clubs on campuses? Campus? I'd like to. Um, I just got back to campus, so like I know Chill exists. I've yep. heard of Chill, but I don't really know any other ones. But like that's something that I'd like to do in the next year is join and like really be uh, be more active on campus and like some of the clubs that we have, especially those with mental health, um, because you know. I'm going to school for the next generation, but this current generation also needs help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'd like to do what I can. So yeah, if there's any organizations that are, you know, taking members and you know things like that, I'd love to do that. So yeah, I, I can put you on to Chill because I'm a awesome. Chill member. Yeah, I you okay. talk about you talk about Chill all the time on this podcast. They need sponsor. They need to sponsor me at this point. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, I can't really help you on getting a Chill if you really want to get into it. Okay. But uh, oh, I want to ask you another question before we start to lizard licks to get to uh-huh. know more. Do you think the society nowadays are more sensitized, but also sensitive at the same time? Are are we becoming more desensitized yet sensitive? Yeah. Um. Yes. Like, and I I I see your question, and like I do understand your your um like your outlook on that. Like, yes, I can 100% say we're more desensitized than our last generation. Like, you go on Twitter right now, like, I think about um, that summer, uh, that first summer during, um, you know, lockdown with COVID, mm-hmm. when we had all these Black Lives Matter protests. And, like, if you looked on Twitter, if you looked on Instagram, it was not uncommon to see a black or brown kid being murdered by the police, being beaten, chased by, you know, riot police. Like, it's that's not healthy to see somebody who you have some sort of relation to, whether it's, you know, that's some place you're from, that's skin color, that's gender. Like if you have a relation to that person, you're seeing them being harmed in a way and it's so constant and so regular. Like you can watch videos online of people just like us being murdered and you can see the life leaving their bodies. That's extremely unhealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, especially during a time like quarantine where we were literally stuck in the house with nothing to do but look at our phones that is extremely desensitizing it's extremely unhealthy on the mind and i believe that i don't know if we're becoming i think you could say yes this generation is becoming more sensitive but i also uh, you know attribute that to the fact that we can express ourselves more Mm. like we're a generation of social media where if i have a thought i can go on twitter right now and just express it and thousands and millions of people can see it and comment on it and share it and like it and agree, disagree, argue. Like this, we're in a generation where publishing literature is as easy as picking up a phone, writing a sentence and letting the world know what you're feeling. Like back in the day, you could not do that. Like that just was not a thing. And so now we're much more expressive. And I guess that can attribute to us being viewed as more sensitive just because we're expressing ourselves more. Um, but I feel like if the previous generations had 
you know, things like social media, we would say that they were at a level of sensitivity that we are today as well, I guess, because they struggled, you know, through their things as well. It's just less documented. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I, I do understand your point and I, you know, I think it's a good point. I think it's valid, but I think it just comes down to the resources that we have and uh, how that, you know, affects our minds. Huh. Okay. Oh, I, got more. I got another question about ignorance versus sensitivity, but let's talk about, let's talk about Lizard Lake. So what right. is Lizard Lake? Um, so yeah, Lizard League Productions was like something that I really just started off as broadcast journalism, where when I was like 15 or 16, I would interview bands that would come into town. I had a love for music. I had a love for journalism. So I said, why not put it together? Mm -hmm. um, and that was something that I did. I would just make little, you know, funny videos, funny interviews with, you know, you know, small bands that would come in through the area um, and were willing to, you know, be interviewed by me. And eventually it just became, I was filming bands. Um, just because like I saw that as also a way that I could go see music. I love mm -hmm. seeing live music and, you know, having a camera, uh, will get you into a lot of places in that industry. And so mm -hmm. that was something that I always kept close by me is, you know, my love for media. And then eventually, uh, my family bought me my first, uh, DSLR camera and I started learning how to take pictures at concerts and I'd more have turned into my photography, um, mm -hmm. more than any other media outlet, but like. That's just kind of how it came about. I'm not really even sure how I got the name. Um, like, I, I really don't. I think it was just something <laughs> that went in my mind. And I think I just had like a, a wacky mohawk or something. And mm. I think kids like would call me lizard. And it was kind of funny. And like, it just stuck. And yeah. my business model. And um, yeah, here I am five years later. And it's still something that I, you know, work on, you know, every day, every week. Right, so what type of photography like do you do? Is it just for music events? No, it's I do uh, pretty much anything. Like mm -hmm. I shoot weddings, I shoot portraits, I shoot for businesses, I shoot events. Like literally anything that needs photographs, that's something that I can and like will do. Like I don't really want to like corner myself with things that I do with my media. Mm -hmm. So like yeah, I started off doing um, photography and uh, music, but like. If people need wedding photos, people need just like portraits done, headshots done, like I can do all that stuff. So, um, yeah. Hmm. Wait, so, wait, so, wait, blah, blah, blah. Where can they find it? Where can they find your, your photography? Uh, most of my photography is posted on my Instagram at Lizard Lake Productions on Instagram. Um, that's pretty much where I post most of my work. Um, like I've tried using other social media outlets, but I'm really not like, the older I get, the less I care about various social media outlets. Like Instagram is really where I like to do most of my business um, and contact clients just because it's kind of everything together. You know, there's messaging, there's photos, there's comments, there's sharing. Um, Facebook is just something that I never could really get into. Mm -hmm. Twitter, I like to just look at Twitter just for like just memes and current events. Like it's not really something I like to do for business. Um, and like, I don't really do the broadcast journalism anymore with that. Mm -hmm. So like YouTube is like something I don't really do either. Mm -hmm. uh, but so yeah, Instagram is pretty much where I'm at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damn. Dang. I had, I had more questions about TikTok and stuff. I want to see your funny, I see you do funny videos on TikTok. Yeah, I thought about it. I've really considered doing TikTok. Um, but I, I don't know. It, I, something about it would... It's just that extra platform. Something about mm -hmm. it just doesn't feel natural to me. Yeah. Like, I mean, you're on my close friend story on my Instagram, and like, mm -hmm. 
that's just kind of where I just really <laughs> express express yourself. Like, yeah, yeah. I just like whatever's on my mind. I just let go, and I know it's such a small amount of people mm-hmm. um, that like I won't if I make a mistake. If I say something that's you know controversial, like it's something that's kept in a small circle and that I can you know work on and manage without the giant public eye and their judgment. Like mm-hmm. I mean, my my close friend story is just me wilding. Um, and like, I'm not at a place where I'm ready to express that to the entire world. Like there's still things that Mm -hmm. I want to do. Like, like I'm about to go to med school in two years. So like, I mean, that's like serious business. Like, yeah, I can't like have like goofy memes and things like that being shared to just everybody when I'm supposed to be somebody's doctor, you know? Yeah. Right. Dang. So what's what's some advice you would give somebody who wants to be where you're at right now? Uh, I mean, it sounds so generic. Like, mm-hmm. I guess follow your dreams is like the most generic thing that anybody could say. But it's the most important thing to do is like listening to yourself and not to other people. Following what your actual uh, aspirations are, are going to get you where, where you actually belong in life. Mm-hmm. Like if you like anime and your friends don't like anime, why do you, that doesn't like what your friends like think about you know your interests should not matter it's about what you like because ultimately it's your life if you like music follow your music follow what you want to do like i meet so many people that are led astray by the interest of other people and not everybody has your best interest so why do you care about their interest it's about what you're interested in so i mean i guess that's the only advice i can give i mean like i still got a lot of life to live i still got mm-hmm. a lot of hard lessons to learn but so far what i could tell people is do what is important to you chase your dreams chase your own passions not somebody else's hmm. wow uh, wow hey if it's that situation what if they fail i mean listen everybody's going to fail in your life. Like everybody's going to fail. I don't really see life as, you know, success and failure. I see things as success and learning. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I've really, that's a principle I've really learned in my time doing uh, jujitsu is mm-hmm. there's no such thing as winning and losing. There's winning and learning. Like every time you make a mistake in your life and you consider it a failure, you went through an entire experience where you gain knowledge on something of how to do something, how not to do something. And if you have the right outlook on things, that's a learning experience, not necessarily a failure, because that's knowledge you're going to carry into your next time trying it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So, so what's like a myth that um, what's like a myth that people? Uh, what's a myth of photographers say? Like try to be a photographer or a artist. Myth of like photographers? Yeah. Let's say let's say um, what's one myth about your industry that you you want to debut? Um, I guess that we're like a bunch of, I don't, I don't really know. Like, it's not really something that I listen to too much, but like, you know, photographers are like Mm -hmm. real creepy or like we're the paparazzi guys. We're just trying to get like shots of like, you know, unwanted things. Like we're that dude behind the bush. Like Mm -hmm. most actual photographers who are serious about their craft, serious about their craft, aren't doing those kind of things. I mean, all we are just artists, just like painters, just like musicians, just like, you know, any other kind of artist. And, you know, we want to use our medium to express ourselves. So, like, I mean, yeah, there are a lot of creepy, creepy people in the world with cameras, but, like, that doesn't really define photography. And I guess that's, like, something that, like, I've seen in the media of, like, you know, the creepy guy behind the bush trying to get, like, a shot. 
of you know up somebody's skirt like that's not photography that's just being a creep you know <laughs> yeah all right last question before we sign off what should well, nah, blah, blah, blah. the question is what's something people seem to misunderstand about you misunderstand about me um i don't <laughs> it's gonna sound like a little bit i mean weird but i i don't really care how people you know like to perceive and judge me like mm -hmm. i mean we're in a world of judgment and that's okay like i'm okay with being judged but in the end of the day the opinion of somebody in my life right now unless they're opening a door for me mm -hmm. I, I don't care like um i'm living for myself at this point like i know the things that i like i know this i know what right and wrong is mm -hmm. um and i believe in doing the right thing and i believe in doing the right thing for myself so like i mean how people want to perceive me please perceive me however um that's that's your judgment but in the end of the day unless you're putting a check in my hand or putting me in front of somebody who's going to put a check in my hand i, I don't care <laughs> there's no reason for me to like why stress over somebody else's opinions on how i live like i don't need that added stress in my life like there's so many other things that i could be worrying about that could you know better myself mm -hmm. than you know the judgment of other people who don't have their whole lives together either. So, um, like, like I said, unless somebody's got a check for me or a path to a check, perceive me how you will. I mean, dang, I didn't let that lesson until I was in college, no, high school, senior year. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's just a lesson that I gotta learn eventually. Yeah, like, I mean, in the end of the day, like you are all you have in your life mm. like you have family yes you have friends yes but in the end of the day you are all you have none of that exists without you yeah so you got to take care of yourself first and then you take care of family you take care of friends you take care of whoever's important to you but you always have to be the most important part of that so mm. you know if you know other people want to influence that and change that like i'm gonna be real i'm not here for it unless <laughs> you know like you got something for me to make me a better person. If it's just like somebody's judgment or their odd perception of me, or they're like, oh, I don't like the way he does this. I don't like the way he does that. And it's not like actually something constructive. It's just judgment. I could care less. Like, let me know. Keep it to yourself. Either one, I, I'm not listening, you know? <laughs> Your background. I'm sorry. Yeah, my roommate back. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. But I had a good episode. I, my bad, I was that awesome. energetic. I just really taking it in just today. Yeah, yeah. So how can um how can anybody find you in your music? Um, you can find me on Instagram at Lizard Lick Productions. You can follow my bands on Instagram uh, at Razortail.tv or GutCheckHC on Instagram. Um, the music's also on Spotify, Apple Music, Razortail, GutCheck. All of that stuff is there. Um. Yeah, that's that's how you can find me. All right, and you can find me on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other. Almost, almost had a perfect podcast until that happened. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other podcast platforms. You also find me on Talks with on TikTok, and also you find me on Tight the Stage on Instagram. If you ask polite, actually ask politely, and five dollars, you can be my close friends. <laughs> yeah, that's something I need to do. Yeah, but yeah, thank you for coming. Thanks for being here. Awesome. Thanks. Thank you for having me. No problem.
I might, yeah, yeah, I'll talk to you after. Wait, psh, I'm, you're still here. I don't know why you're still here listening. <laughs> All right, that's it. Bye. <laughs> Have a good Bye. Time.